The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. You're tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM. Uh, the day is Friday, 12th of July, and it's 10 o'clock. Uh, welcome to Mother's Planet, a show where there is always something to talk about in a productive and beneficial way to us mothers. I'm your host, Neelam. Um, before I start talking about the madness of uh, the week and how this week has been, I actually want to introduce my guests so they can join in the discussion. Um, on uh, the show today, I have Sister Sadhav. Salam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. How are you? I'm yeah. okay. <laughs> How are you? You beat you me see, to it. I was going to say, because, you know, obviously I used to present here as yes. well. Sometimes I kind of, like, forget which I side know, I am. I know, I've had to really tie her to her chair today so that she stays on yeah, that side. I started going towards your seat. Yes. Had a good week? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, it's been good. And uh, on uh, also on the show, I have Sister Lamisa. Assalamualaikum. Yes. Walaikum salam. Now, Lamisa, you might be a bit familiar with because she is uh, not uh, new to the radio station. She actually hosts the um, Sister Speak. Yes, Sister Speak. Yes, so, <laughs> so she is one of the presenters on the show there. So she will be uh, joining in with uh, my discussion today, which I shall reveal, but later on. Um, I was talking about the madness of the week. I just felt like it's just been a, an extremely slow week. Yeah. And it's the build up to summer term starting now at school. And every day I keep wishing it's a Saturday morning, but it's just not. It's just literally, <laughs> it feels like I think you know that the end is so close yes. to the summer holiday days and that just means that this time seems to go even slower, even slower yeah. yeah and the weather's been lovely but it's that humid I just can't yeah. deal with the humidity yeah. it's just it's really muggy and especially at night as well yeah. Yeah. I, I find it like you put a fan on and then it's like too cold yeah and then it's like <laughs> okay now I'm gonna turn the fan off and then five minutes later it's like it's too, it's hot. too hot again yeah. <laughs> I keep the windows open yeah, yeah. But sadly no breeze comes through so not really beneficial I'm quite lucky because we live near a hilly bit so um when i open the windows because i'm front facing yeah we get a really nice breeze so i've just oh. the only thing is i can hear the cats in the night howling yeah. and often they yeah. sound like babies crying oh. <laughs> which of my so, children is it <laughs> yeah. so i don't actually sleep very well but um that's that so anyway listeners we are live on air um we are le- reaching out to all our listeners in luton and uh, surrounding areas we are also um able to you can listen to us through the the Inspire FM uh, webpage um, through TuneIn. Um, we are also live on the Facebook page, so you have the camera on you, ladies. Um, you can post comments on the Facebook page um, and uh, share in the discussion with us then. Um, uh, also, if you can't connect to the show today, we are actually on repeat for sat- from Saturdays um, from 11 o'clock, so you can connect to the show then. Um, as always, um, I always like to start my show off with some headlines, which I take from uh, the BBC Online News, um, and I thought this could be of some interest to us mothers. Um, Amazon Alexa offering NH- NHS, NHS, yes, NHS <laughs> health advice. So the government has announced that the people that people will be able to get expert health advice using Amazon Alexa devices under a partnership with the NHS. From this week, the voice assisted technology is automatically connected to the NHS Choices website uh, when UK users ask for health related advice. The Department of Health in England say this could reduce the demands on the very stretched NHS system, but there has been concerns about data protection, but Amazon promises that all information will be kept confidential. Oh, so Amazon Alexa. I know. What is it that Alexa can't do? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Alexa is like literally my best friend, is what it comes down yeah. to as well. But. I don't know, like, what about medication and stuff? You know, like... uh, Well, I think in general, you know, people um, have started to... There's this whole thing about going online and looking, you know, researching our symptoms and things like that to try and help reduce the strain Mm -hmm. but in a way I feel that's quite dangerous because loads of people might just that if if you know or you're from a medical well you don't even need to be from a medical background really Mm -hmm. you know that there are multiple symptoms that overlap with so many different diseases there's no way that you could like 
really narrow it down yeah so the thing is i guess it's fine for like small things maybe say if you had a cold or something like that i don't know but things that potentially do need you to go to the hospital go see a doctor um, i mean uh, because it says that it connects to the website so i think the device is actually i'm sorry i can't help you with that so (laughs) you will probably need further assistance so i think she is trained to say you require further assistance with that so i think um there probably are boundaries as to what i feel like though i don't know like as a mum I would, like, kind of look into the symptoms too much. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd look at it and I'd be like, oh, my goodness, they've actually got this. Do you yeah, know, like, yeah, it, it, it would make me worry a little bit yeah. more. Whereas when you go to a professional, mm. you've kind of got that reassurance mm. that, you know, obviously they're a trained professional, they're qualified, yes, they're yeah. looking at my child, they've mm. covered all the angles. Mm. Whereas we're not trained professionals is what it comes mm. down to as well. So I, I'd, I'd, I'd feel very uncomfortable mm. if I was going ahead and just, like, like giving um you know like a, mm. advice to my children yeah yeah no, <laughs> so no. i i get that obviously it is going to uh, re- alleviate some of you know sort of relieve some of the strain Stress. that is on the nhs system but i'm not sure if i'd How? be using it you know and i think mm. you know when it's a cold you know when it's a yeah. flu or something like that exactly. don't you as well so anything well, it's further? no it's no different i think it's just like reading out what the website's saying because yeah. it's just saying that you know it's, it's linked up to the website yeah. when anyone has access to that website really so yeah. i think you know in terms of alleviating stress it might not be as effective i Mm. think we should look into or maybe the government should look into better ways to do that yeah i think holistic therapies is something they need to start encouraging a lot more (laughs) to be honest not that alexa (laughs) oh no i think alexa's doing well Uh, and the second headline is sat a third below par in reading writing and maths so one out of every three has failed to reach the expected um levels in all three core subjects the uh, year six national exams known as sats were taken earlier this year and the changes to the the curriculum has actually resulted in uh, tests becoming a bit more rigorous. Mm. Unions argue that test-driven assessments at primary level is actually damaging children's mental health and well-being. I would have to agree with this. I think that putting children at primary stage, especially year two, yeah. I know that they're trying to scrap them and it is an in-house thing. It's not a national um, assessment anymore. Yeah, But it's just the pressure. I think... It depends on the way the schools handle it, because mm-hmm. obviously, I, Neelam, I'm sure your uh, yeah. your children recently had the SATs, etc., yes. as well. Yeah. And in our school, they were very, they did not make a big deal of it at all. So it was very, very much so. Like we didn't find the results out. Yeah. The children didn't really, you know, they weren't told to revise or anything like that. It's just mm-hmm. something that I think it's just yeah. kind of an aptitude thing yeah. more than anything else. Uh, uh, and I wanted to know the results, to be honest with you, but they didn't give them to me. But, um, yeah, I, 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 if, they, if they're making a really big deal out of it to the children, yeah. then definitely, you mm. know, I, I wouldn't agree with it. Mm. But I think, um, yeah, it's, it's a bit... I, I just think testing as a whole, yeah. you know, it's just like, what, what, is, are they going to get any benefit at this age from mm-hmm. it as well? Yeah. You know, are we going to start all of a sudden thinking, right, I'm going to have to do this extra or that extra? Mm. Uh, I just think it's really, really... Um, it's a bit of a tricky one, to be honest with you. So. I mean, <clears throat> my sister's in year five, so she's going to be taking her SATs next year. Yeah. yeah. And I think the the biggest difference I see from... when Because I remember when I took my SATs, mm. which I know it's a long time ago, but I still remember <laughs> it. Um, Not but, as long as it was mine. <laughs> you're doing all right. You're doing all right. <laughs> but when I took... Like, we, we, go to, we went to the same school, so I went to the same school as her. And it was quite a big deal, but I don't remember like it being that much of a pressure mm. in my mind but I feel like when I see her and I see her year group as yeah. a whole they seem to be t- like they seem to care about it a lot more yeah. I think we were a yeah. bit more carefree yeah. in that sense and the school definitely does try and make it known to them that this is a big exam and you yeah. need to do well on it and yes. I think that type of it depends on the way you put it across towards the children, children. yes because for us it was an exam that we just needed to take to go into <laughs> high school yeah. and yeah. in that sense it was a bit more comforting like you know it's not that it wasn't ride or die that type yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. I feel like for the kids nowadays, they seem to be a lot more focused on their education, which is good in a way, but they're so young and they're so yeah. worried about it. Yes. And I'm like, you don't need to yes. worry about that. You don't need that stress that I'm feeling now at university level. Yeah. Like, it's, it's unnecessary. Yes. I think that the what the 
I think um, parents are starting to take more of an onus on it as well Mm -hmm. because um, we're very conscious of secondary schools and, you know, their education going forwards as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. So if they're going ahead and increasing these SATs and, you know, these kind of measures, then Mm -hmm. I think that that puts a bit more pressure on us as well. So, yeah, so literally I think there is... I think when they're older, of course, you know, 100%, they've got to go ahead and do it. But I don't know if, like, as young as year two, mm. if that is even necessary. necessary. I don't even remember to, taking yeah. SATs in year two. Or maybe we did take them, but they just sort of slipped it over yeah, to Yeah, they us just, like, slid it in. It. Yeah, <laughs> that type of thing. Maybe making it less of a conscious thing, So sort of, this is just a sort of worksheet that we're yeah. going to yeah. do. That's I yeah. think some schools, because um, I know that my, my children, when she, my daughter actually sat the year two sets, that the teacher was very relaxed about it and she, um, at the end of each um, assessment that they did have, they'd have like um, fruit drinks out and they'd have biscuits out, so they'd Aww. give them a treat. So <laughs> it was very relaxed. So um, I, I remember my daughter actually coming home saying, I've got, and I said, no, it's fine. I know you've got tests, but just, you know, it's just to see how much you've learned. So yeah. it's not, it's not if you get this many wrong or right, you're going to get told off or anything it's yeah. just it's a progress check just to see it like that and yeah. and I think once I said that to her her sort of um worry guards came down and she was yeah. absolutely fine with it so um I think that's a good mentality yeah to have. yeah just to be like that yeah instead of there's you know things on the line with this yeah yeah. especially at that young age yeah but um you are connected said if i don't know if your microphone (laughs) or your headphones are not connected i I keep thinking to myself can anyone hear me i can hear you i can hear you i just like try to and i'm not very technical as well if anyone that knows me i just about managed to use my phone okay (laughs) i'm sure sure we're fine (laughs) i I can hear you i feel like i've got like i'm swatting a bee or something (laughs) you're you're absolutely loud and clear to everyone here uh listeners we are live on air so if you would like to uh, join in with the discussion today uh the text number is 0779481822 uh, you can text or whatsapp in on that number um now before i introduce the um actual um discussion uh, question today um i wanted to actually uh, get uh sister Southerf to just briefly introduce uh the big charity event which we are giving away to tickets a pair of tickets away for so yeah. if you if you would like to attend this event it's taking place um next weekend and it's in london uh Sion park i believe and it's the big charity camp event so it's the great big camp out mm-hmm. um but there's it's not actually camping. Okay. <laughs> so for those of you that think that, you know, you're going to be in the woods for a weekend, <laughs> that's not what's going to happen. It's just to give the effect of camping. Mm-hmm. And we thought it would be a great way to sort of start off summer as well. Mm. Um, and, you know, one less day of technology for the children is what yes. it comes down to. So promoting sort of outdoor living. Mm-hmm. Um, and Luton, Bedfordshire, Hertfordshire and London, they've got some absolutely fantastic outdoor spaces yeah. as well that you can use. So uh, next weekend at Sion Park and Mar- marquee there's a marquee as well because we know how fantastic the british weather can be (laughs) so just in case uh, the the provision is there but there'll be campfires there'll be marshmallows there'll be nasheeds duff workshops archery falconry and it's all taking place um next uh, saturday Mm -hmm. which is the 20th of july 5 p.m to 11 p.m um and it's just going to be a really good evening as well you know it's uh, something that's a little bit different Mm -hmm. a little bit away from your run-of-the-mill kind of charity events as well and all proceeds will be going to Al-Iman Hospital in Syria which is a hospital for children and uh, women women specifically because obviously I mean there's a a lot going on with uh, there's always so many different crises Mm. going on but Syria is still very much in need of our support as well so we're doing this in aid of that so So, um, how do we become uh, a lucky winner for one of these tickets so um, yeah uh, all you have to do is, Sister Sadhav, do you have a question that you'd like to ask the listeners? <laughs> we, 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 we're thinking of some interesting yes. ones, weren't we? Um, we decide to keep it very simple, basically, mm-hmm. um, and just text in with okay. this one as well. Okay. So if you want to text into the Inspire number, which Sister Nina's going to say because <laughs> I can't remember it anymore. <laughs> uh, so if you do want to enter the competition, all text uh, um, entries will be selected at random at the end mm-hmm. of the show. 
show and you will be contacted and um, awarded with your tickets. So uh, it's a pair of tickets yeah. to a lucky winner. All you have to do is text on 0779-481-822. You can text or WhatsApp in. WhatsApp in, I like that. I've made that word <laughs> up. I use it all the time now, so that's just a word now. <laughs> and um, hopefully the phones are connected So we, because uh, it keeps saying it's not, but it is. And so we should, um, you'll be contacted by the studio at the end, end, the end of the show. All you need to do is give your name, name. and your email address yes. and we'll get those tickets over to you. So yes, it's going to be a good one. Thank um, you. Yes. So um, in today's discussion, uh, we are looking at, uh, we are discussing modesty in the modern age. Now, um, this is becoming a bit more apparent as time has progressed with the younger generation approaching modesty and uh, still being in line with the latest trends. Um, as a mother, my concern has always been how how would I introduce modesty to my daughters mm. without making it seem like it's a, a forceful thing yeah. and it's something that it's just part and parcel of life and it's something that naturally comes to them because I think it's a very difficult thing when you have friends that don't often yeah see things from the same perspective their and peer so, groups and things like that and they dress definitely. very differently and it's trying to get your child to come back and think actually we have to be modest in the way we approach mm -hmm. now before I go into asking you ladies that question I actually wanted to get your view on the word modesty to yourselves personally what does that word mean <laughs> Either of you, you both gone quiet on me now. So they were chatting Good away. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. um, well, for me, I think modesty means just covering up, basically. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's 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 a very personal thing as well. Mm -hmm. I think the term modesty. Um, there's different levels of it, I guess, as well. But um, for me, it's just covering up more. And um, because, I, I, as you know, Lena, mm -hmm. I I. Um, I work with London Modest Fashion Week. Mm -hmm. I work with um, very many modest fashion brands and things mm -hmm. like that as well. And uh, we were actually doing a fashion shoot once in uh, London and it was in a very predominantly non-Muslim area. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lady, she started asking us, oh, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. And the stylist <laughs> turned around and said, oh, we're doing a modest fashion shoot. And she goes, oh, what's modest fashion mean? Mm -hmm. And she goes, you know, well, just covering up you." your bits and stuff yeah. and she was just literally like oh I'm always covered up and you know she had a really nice like kind of elegant sophisticated look to mm. her as well mm. so I think modest um, can mean just like sort of a little bit more um, hiding the silhouette a bit I yeah. guess as well so. I think it's um, leaving um, more to the imagination yeah or less to so the imagination, I think it's more saying, is more it? Yeah. it used to be less is more but I mean we're very fortunate that mm. actually is becoming more fashionable as well. Mm. So because of that, we've got a lot more options than they used to be. As used well. to be, yeah. Yeah. Lamisa, how do you? <laughs> how would you define the? How does modesty fit in with you, or how would you define the term? I think modesty in general is just what is used to dis describe not just the way we clothe ourselves, but yes. uh, mindset in general. If you mm -hmm. are modest in your mindset and mm -hmm. you. Um, you aren't as showy. I guess to me it means you're not as showy or you're not mm, as mm -hmm. extravagant. Mm -hmm. And I mean, in that sense, if you're modest in your mindset, your clothes are obviously going to follow. So sure, I think yeah. that's what it really... It encompasses everything. I think that's a, a fantastic way of looking at it, that it yeah. all comes from the mind. So if you have um, it in your in, instilled in your mind that mm -hmm. we've got to be... I mean, when I think about modesty, I've got a neighbour who's um, uh, British-born. Mm -hmm. uh, she is 93 years old. Fantastic lady. Absolutely aspire to her. Yeah. And um, she is very modest in her dressing. And yeah. she she has grown up in that age where she, you know, they it was very important to uh, dress modestly mm -hmm. sit like a lady walk like a yes. lady eat like a lady yeah. and all these things were part and parcel of it and it's all sort of going away now it's fizzling out lots of yeah. um the fashions becoming well girls can wear things that the boys wear and the boys can wear things that yeah. girls wear and it's becoming this it's she when she talks to me she says you know i think her when i asked her this question she said i'm confused as to who dresses like what now because yeah. there's no difference in the clothing and she said when we were young we had to wear long skirts and you know we dressed and etiquettely and you know we had the manners and everything and she says yeah. it's just not it doesn't it's not visible now so I think it's um it's quite scary having um a young family like 
both ourselves yeah. um, growing up and going through that. And this is why I dragged Lamisa onto the show today <laughs> because she's she's um, kind of gone through the motions and she's, you know, at university now and she's studying and she's still been able to not be influenced by peers. And, um, well, you know, from where I'm <laughs> yeah, sitting, you yeah. seem, you know, like very composed and, you know, you've not uh, allowed peer pressure to change the way your mindset is. So, um, you know, how important is um like dressing modestly um to you or you know how important is it to you um well I guess it's the main importance of it comes from the fact that it's what I believe in it's my religion Mm -hmm. and so from that everything to do with my religion is important to me so Mm -hmm. obviously the fact that we have to dress in a modest way but not just women men as well Mm -hmm. all of us as Muslims have to not be as extravagant and really just have all our intentions grounded in, you know, with mm. God. That is sort of what leads it on, I guess. And mm. that's why modesty is important because God has prescribed it. That's mm. possibly the only reason why, I guess. Yes, yes. If um, I'm honest. No, no, I mean, <laughs> yeah. and so the f- how, how, I mean, um, I, I did want to bring your uh, clothing line that you um, <laughs> do because, I mean, it's it's something, I mean, I've got a, um, a 12-year-old that's, mashallah, very mature 12-year-old mm. and going out yeah. to the shops and trying to find something for her in her age range, I'm mortified. Yeah. I can't, and, you know, if you can't sew, yeah. which I will come back to because Lisa <laughs> and I were having a conversation about this, yeah. but if you can't sew and you're yeah. not in, in that way inclined, it's very difficult to try and get your child to wear modest yeah. clothing when it's just, that's all that's out there. How, yeah. How, yeah. So, I mean, how did you go about with your, how did you get into this line of fashion and modesty clothing? Um, what was it that inst- instigated it? I think it's because I started to uh, wear hijab myself. So mm-hmm. some people, obviously, they, they're they brought up wearing the hijab. But mm-hmm. I, for me, it's, it's still quite a new thing, to be quite honest mm-hmm. with you. And I always was interested in fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really like made me look at the choices that were out there for me as well. Mm-hmm. And I still wanted to keep a little bit of my identity, which mm-hmm. uh, was very much connected to fashion. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to be a bit more modest in the way that I was. Um, you know, I always dress quite modestly, mm-hmm. but it's just like I think I became more aware of the choices that mm-hmm. were out there. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, if there was a sleeveless top, I'd put like a long sleeve top under it, mm-hmm. you know, like all those kind of things. But then I just started looking at what kind can I wear that I don't have to go ahead and you know wear 50 other layers yeah, with it exactly <laughs> and then I think and I think um it, I, I started noticing as well and this was a very very big factor for me mm-hmm. is that my mini me's mm-hmm. were literally little shadows of me mm-hmm. and they just replicated everything that I did mm-hmm. you know and uh, I'm I've got an older I've got a son and a daughter mm-hmm. one's seven and one's five but um I think it's when my daughter came along mm-hmm. that I became very much conscious of my yes. actions as well because um you know, sons are one thing, but mm. daughters, you know, I feel like you just treat them that little bit more specially as well. Mm. Um, and it's and it's quite interesting because now my daughter's picked up on the concept of modest fashion mm. and she'll actually turn around and say to me, oh, mum, I should put a cardigan on with that. Oh. Oh, mum, you know, I, I, oh, no, I can't have my legs out. Let me go and get my tights or let me oh. get my leggings. Do you know, like she actually has started making those choices herself and we were actually in a shop um locally and uh this lady turned around and said to her oh you've got a lovely like you know you've got a lovely little outfit on mm-hmm. you're a very trendy young lady aren't you and she goes that's because i like modest fashion oh. <laughs> and she said it, oh. it really really like touched me because yeah. i thought to myself you know i'd made this conscious choice yes and clearly something has resonated mm. with her as well because obviously if we're doing one thing and uh, we're expecting our children to do it then it's not going to happen if we don't go ahead and be those role models for the children as well yeah. so I think it's it's um, a little bit of the personality was brought into it as well um, and <coughs> I think that's why it was so important to me as well to because that, I yeah. felt like you're a role model as well is what it comes down to yeah um, sorry we just have had a couple of um, uh, text messages come in asking if the show is live listeners we are live on air I think we're having some technical glitches with the Facebook um, for some reason it's not coming up uh, using the link that maybe the text messages have gone round so if you actually go onto the Inspire FM um, webpage on um, the Facebook page and scroll down you'll be able to see that we are there so you can connect to 
to the show there. So um, I don't know uh, what's happened. I think uh, Brother Tarek's had a day off. And every time he has a day off, there's some technical glitch. So this is all say. Brother Tarek's fault. So um, he's not here, he so I can blame purpose, him. So that, yeah. <laughs> he's not in the studio, Everyone so I can blame him. Yeah. <laughs> so I can blame him. I'm not in today, the show's not working. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he has to do something so yes. that we, we miss his absence. He's got a button yeah. or something at home. So uh, we are live, and the topic of discussion today is um, modesty in the modern world. So how, as mums, as sisters, as daughters, are we approaching this in our modern way of living? Um we also did have um, a competition uh, where we are giving away tickets to the big charity event. Um, the Great which, Big the Camp great, Out. That's it. The Next great big Saturday, Saturday, which is the 20th of July, and it's at Cyan Park and Marquee, absolutely stunning location in West London. Uh-huh. Uh, so if you want to text in, um, and we will pick a random winner yeah. before the end of so the show. So text in with your name and email, email address, address so that we can it. get those out to you. And that's on the uh, studio number of 0777 <laughs> Now, believe it or not, listeners, we are now actually heading for a short break. So um, I hope the discussion's been of benefit so far. Do join us um, after the break where we will continue the discussion, inshallah. So I'll see you after the break. Assalamualaikum. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back from the break. It's Friday 12th of June and the time is 10.30. You're tuned in to Inspire FM 105.1 FM and you are listening to Mother's Planet. I'm your host Neelam and joining me on the st- in the studio today <laughs> is uh, Sister Lamisa. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. And uh, Sister Sather. Assalamu alaikum. Um, and today we are discussing uh, modesty in the modern world. So before the break we were just discussing um, the actual term modesty and what it meant to us and um how we are trying to um, apply some of this in our in our daily lives, um, in the hustle and bustle that's around us, yeah. in the in the changing world, in the influences, in social media, there is just so many things that counter towards how we are dressing or mm. acting or behaving. And I think Sister Lamisa really hit the nail on the head when she said that it comes from the mind. Yeah. So modesty isn't an outwardly thing, although it is. But if you have your mind set in a particular way then your outwardly um, modest attire will sit well with the way you are thinking. So that was quite... um that was quite a nice thing there. So, uh, listeners, I am reaching out to mums that are listening in. Um, how do how do you apply modesty in your daily lives? Um, you know, how has this impacted your family household? How has this changed your daily lives? You know, now that you've got children, I I have daughters, so yeah. it's I'm forever on edge about how I dress because I know that I've got little people watching me. Yeah. So you've just got to be <laughs> dressed in a certain way so that they can look up to you and aspire. Yeah. to that because you are their ultimate role models they pick up on everything as well yes you know so they they they're very conscious of everything they do um that you do and mm. that makes you me- feel more conscious of what you do and how we do Definitely. it as well yes yeah. so um uh, i wanted to ask um about the hijab now um all of us in the studio are wearing a hijab and we all had our own journeys getting to where we are today yeah. um so if i can i mean i know um just before the break came you you did say that it wasn't something that you had on when growing up yeah. so something quite late on in life you yeah. decide so what was the influence factor that made so growing up I um I, I lived in a predominantly non-muslim area mm-hmm. um and it, it just wasn't something that I was very conscious of to be quite honest with mm-hmm. you like we might put a dabatta on you know yes. if we were going to an uh, uncle G or an auntie G's house or something mm-hmm. like that but that was it but um for me I think I started um becoming more conscious of it um it it it, it, it the whole sort of concept of hijab and you know um, wearing the hijab mm-hmm. 
it really, really resonated with me when I had a daughter. Mm. So um, I'd always sort of like put it on here and there. Mm. And I think I started to sort of naturally move towards friends that seem to, you know, have the same sort of aspirations for me, I think, religiously as well. Mm -hmm. So it was something that was a very much so um, religious... um, uh, you know, it was it, it was something that I started becoming more religious, and with that, I think mm-hmm. the hijab obviously was a natural progression for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was literally with my, my my daughter. I just thought to myself, if I'm not going to do it, mm-hmm. then she's not going to do it. Mm-hmm. That that's the bottom line. I mean, yeah. I can't turn around and be a hypocrite to her, mm-hmm. saying that you know what, you you've got you to put a scarf on, way, yeah, yeah. Because obviously, as a mum, mm-hmm. your out you know your outlook is always what is the best for my child, mm-hmm. as we were discussing mm-hmm. um, before as well, Neelam. Mm. Um, and I, I felt that obviously I wanted her to be a certain way mm. and um, if I wasn't going to depict that same image then mm. she was never going to pick up on it mm. so for me it was about five years ago because mm. um, my daughter's nearly six yeah I was going to say yeah. I can't believe it's been that long now so it's still quite new to me as well mm. but um, alhamdulillah it was literally and it was um I think uh, one of the most refreshing things for me as well was that um, I have an absolutely amazing circle, alhamdulillah. I'm very, very fortunate. I don't have any family nearby, um, but I've got some amazing friends nearby, Mm. mashallah, and they they really encouraged me. As in, they didn't tell me to do it, Mm. and I think I'm a very headstrong person in Mm. the sense that if someone tells me to do it... I won't do it, basically. Yeah. I, well, but, I think that's yeah. life. I think everyone, yeah. you have this rebelling yeah. action. I'm not going to do that. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. then I think that if you're in, <clears throat> in your sphere of influence, yes. so they say, obviously, there's the hadith that says surround yourself with those, kind with of, those yes. people yes. that you want to mm. be is what mm-hmm. it comes down to. And that made a massive difference for yes. me. Um, and, you know, and my husband's always been of the sort of mindset as well that lead by example. Mm. So he never used to say to me, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that. And mm. one... The first, very first day that I wore it, I remember it very, very, um, very mm. vividly. Yeah. Um, that it was Juma. I'd, I'd prayed uh, Salah, etc., etc., and mm. we were actually going out that evening. Yeah. And uh, the first person to see me with a hijab on was um, my non-Muslim babysitter, mm. and I was just like, oh, even as she's about to open that door, I was just like this is such a big deal. She's yeah. never seen me like this. And I just thought to myself, shall I just take it off? Oh, it's fine. You know, because I decided that day, right, I'm going to start doing this and yes. we're going to go out in the evening and, you know. Um, and I opened the door and she's like, oh, don't you look all lovely? Do you know? Yeah. And her, her, I just thought to myself, I'd built this up as such a big thing in my head, yes. but she really didn't care. Yes. And then another time, a week later, um, mm. when I'd started actively wearing it, and my husband did not mention it at all. Mm. He, he just thought to himself, if I'm make such a big deal out of this Mm. she's gonna be like okay (laughs) so um a week later we were actually going to meet some friends they weren't uh they weren't muslim as well and again Mm -hmm. i nearly broke because i think putting the hijab on is easy Mm. it's keeping it on Mm. that is quite difficult i think that's Mm. a challenge when you're not used to it basically and uh the following week i nearly took my scarf off again because i thought what are they going to say you know like all of a sudden she's not got her (laughs) hair down or what have Mm. you um and it was quite interesting in the sense that they're a seat couple Mm. and the uh, husband had started wearing a turban mm. which he didn't you know used, used to do to before oh, so it was you know and he kind of looked at me and so like <laughs> we, we kind of like giggled basically yeah. to each other as if say, oh you got mm. a turban oh I've yeah. got a scarf you know and it was like <laughs> everyone's going through a journey yes do you know what I mean and it's yeah. literally you don't realize that everyone's got like you know things going on and obviously mm. they're going on uh, spiritual journeys themselves as well yes. so it was it was uh, quite an interesting time and I think it made me realize that it's much bigger in my mind than anyone else's yeah, yes. as well. So yeah. uh, that, that, that's a little bit about when I started. <laughs> yeah. Job, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, because uh, Lamisa, I wanted to get your perspective on this as well, because um, as I said, I, I have a daughter, and mm. um, when you know it was time for her to wear a headscarf, I you know I, I 
was hoping that I was encouraging her but mm. I think in the end I may have actually come across initially as quite forceful so growing up how did you take the yeah. hijab on because I think it's very difficult for the younger generation to make that choice mm. and you know even mm. as adults we you know depending on where your social background is or where you are at that given time yeah. you may debate whether you should be wearing the scarf or do I fit in this and mm. do you know I, there's loads of things I avoid going to because I think oh if I went there with my headscarf I'd just look odd or I'd you know yeah. sit out or I'd stand out you know it just so I just don't go to those places because I think I don't I just don't feel comfortable mm. but how how was it for yourself you I know mean, how, when did you decide so that I started is? wearing the hijab at the start of year eight so I think I was about wow, 12 okay. as well mm -hmm. but it wasn't a <laughs> it wasn't a, <laughs> a <laughs> it wasn't um, a decision made for me by my parents or anything okay. like that. Mm. Um, they, I'd say growing up from from about when I was young to like 10, 15, those types of years, we weren't as, I wouldn't say we weren't practicing, obviously mm. we, be, we believed in the faith and all of that type of stuff, but we, it wasn't. I guess showing in yeah, we didn't wear hijab basically yes, is what I'm trying yeah, to say and yeah. in, in our outward appearance yes. but I think it got to a point where we as a family perhaps became a bit more religious yeah. but at the age of 12 when I was just about to start um, I remember it as we were just about to start like the year mm -hmm. yeah. The day before school, I was just like, so am I going to start wearing the scarf or what? And my parents were like, what? <laughs> Never had this conversation before. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my mom was like, are you, my, both my parents are like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, like, why don't I just wear it? Because yeah. my school is a very, it's not, I was the only practicing Muslim girl okay. in my whole year. Mm. Wow. So my school isn't a very, you know, Muslim predominant school. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there weren't any hijabis in the whole school. So I didn't see oh, anyone. Wow. Yeah. But the thing is, is when I would be in Luton, because I used to go to school in Bedford. So mm. when I'd be in Luton, I would see, um, you know, loads of people had already started because they started wearing the hijab from like year seven. Mm. So I'd already seen people wearing it and you know at times I would wear it at times I wouldn't and so I started off with that school and we didn't even have like a black headscarf yeah. I had to go to one of my friends down the road and take a <laughs> scarf off them we didn't even have a scarf yeah. so wow. I put that on and then the next day I went to school and people be like well we can still see your hair I was like I understand that but I'm just trying yeah. to get into yeah. yes. the motions and, and I think I think that's very important what you just said as well because yeah. I think that you know you've got to start off as you feel comfortable mm. you can't you know I think some it's not a case of you just going, going at in. the deep, yes. deep exactly. end yeah. yeah because my parents are very much sort of like you know we this is kind of your choice if you yeah. want to do it. And then afterwards, I think my mum started becoming more, she she wanted to wear the headscarf as well because yeah. she didn't wear it prior to that. Yeah. But I didn't, I wore it to school and back, but mm. I would take it off during PE. Mm. Or when I when I was like at home, mm. I'd usually, you know when you wear a shawakamis, you have yeah. the big dupatta. So I'd put that on whenever yeah. I go to someone's house. Mm. But say if we had a wedding or things like that, I, I wouldn't be wearing my hijab, that mm. type of thing. Yeah. So I think I really started to become committed to it when I was about 15, 16 years old. Yeah. That's when I thought, okay, maybe if we're going to a family outing or going to a restaurant and things like that, if I'm wearing it at school, I may mm. as well wear yeah. it all the time. Yeah. So now it kind of feels odd to... Not, not wear, wear it, it. Yeah. you know that type of thing but I think it was a very much sort of um it was just my own type of decision and my yes. parents they didn't they didn't force it but they didn't discourage it yes. so when it when it was time and they gave me time to sort of fit in I think without them even knowing I don't think this was a conscious thing by yeah, them yeah. but you know without them knowing they gave me time to sort of uh find myself yeah and after wearing the hijab actually my salah became more like I um regular in yes. that sense so yes. before then because of 9 10 it, they didn't force me to pray either yeah. mm. but then as I started to I, I don't know I think the two came together I started mm. to pray more Definitely. I started to wear the yeah. hijab more yeah. and it was that type of thing so yeah. it was Cause that, that often happens I mean um, I have the question um, that um, a friend of mine asked and you know it baffled us all but um I mean, she wears a hijab and she has a young daughter who um, ha sees her mum associate with friends that are Muslims, non-Muslims, and not everyone wears the headscarf. Yeah. Mm. So when she was questioned by her five-year-old, um, why do you wear the hijab? She couldn't really answer because mm. she couldn't say, "It's I wear it because I'm Muslim. Because there are people that are far more practicing than people that are wearing headscarves mm. that just haven't quite reached that outwardly motion just yet. Just they yeah. don't feel the 
the need to cover their heads or it's not something that they're ready to do but yeah. their salah is there mm. their you know Quranic recitation their, you know and everything yeah. else is there giving charity making yeah, doing yeah, the fast yeah. you know Alhamdulillah they, they are you know probably much better than those people that are outwardly showing that they are better practicing mm. but she couldn't answer her question in the sense that why does mummy wear a hijab? She said, I've really struggled with trying to explain. And I actually struggled giving her an answer because yeah. I said, you know, if she's five and if you say to her, it's because mummy wants to be modest. And um, and she said, um, I think she said, oh, oh, mummy wants to cover her hair because her hair is so beautiful. Yeah. And she said, but if it's beautiful, why don't you want to show it to yeah. everyone? And she thought, right, okay, I'm obviously stuck here. I mean, yeah. Yeah. you know, how if somebody questioned why you wear the hijab, do you think you've got a solid answer? to say why <laughs> loads of people especially at school loads of yeah. people did ask me and i at the start i just i don't i can't even remember what i said i think i just said it's it's part of my religion yeah that's everything or because i want to i think you know the main reason why is basically because it's part of my religion and that's mm. i think that's all it really needs to boil down yeah. to because yeah. if some if it's something prescribed by the religion and we believe in that religion then it would make sense for us to follow it no mm. i think that's just a logical answer loads of people say you know it's for modesty and things mm. like that and there are multiple reasons as mm. to why but i think i just trust in god that if he has said that this is the thing to do, to do. then i will do it do it yeah yeah and i think it's very um important that when we get these questions asked that we kind of um we're we're very careful Mm. in the sense Mm. that we say that it's our decision yes you know you've got the choice to you've always got the choice is what it comes down to Mm. whether you choose to cover or you're not very true you know it's literally everything in the religion you have the choices on you Yeah. yeah to be the way you are to yes. be to yeah. be a good person to decide to follow the rules of the religion or to not that's completely your yeah. choice and that's 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 why our religion yeah. is so because i think when i started I think, wearing it mm. someone actually said to me you know and and a friend of mine when she started we- wearing it in the workplace mm-hmm. it turned into a hr issue mm. like you know they 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 literally because she was the only hijabi like she wasn't wearing hijab and then all of a sudden she started wearing it and um they actually started asking is everything okay at home and you know like because they didn't understand is what it comes down to so i don't think it was anything malicious in it but it was literally and she made it very clear that this is my decision Mm. i want to because i have decided that i'm going to start practicing more Mm. and it's my commitment to god is what it comes down to and you know as some questions that were asked to me is like has someone made you do this and I was just like no do you know like if you know me I'm a very strong person and if someone tells me like I said you know I I won't do it yeah Yeah, Yeah. exactly literally I mean it is I mean that's interesting that you say that but it's very when you start to change the way you appear yeah people start questioning it's not you didn't think of that somebody must have influenced you so it's quite it's quite a tough one really I think um you know for mothers sorry (laughs) For, for mothers thinking about their children um, in terms of the things that my parents did leading up to me wearing the he- headscarf, from I think about year six, my parents did tell me that you need to start yeah. wearing a scarf around your neck, perhaps, yeah. or you yeah. need to stop wearing such tight jeans. These yeah. types of things mm. because it's not as There's modest. So I think in that set, they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. sort of it was like a stepping stone type of thing, yeah. yes. whereby my way of dressing was modest. Yeah. Mm initially anyway to begin mm. with and the only so thing that was left, left yeah. was to just yeah that's a good yeah you know and, and i think uh, that's important thing yeah. that you do it in stages because yes. i mean i've i've got a five-year-old and a seven-year-old mm. and um my seven-year-old is obviously older than the five-year-old and I'll say to her that look, you need to when we go out yeah. you know and she's quite happy she quite likes carrying a scarf because yeah, you know, um, yeah. in, in her bag and you know yeah. when I'm praying she'll yeah. just put it around her head and come yeah. and stand next yeah. to me yeah. and pray so it's quite nice that she um is is doing that and yeah. not feeling like oh but hold on I've got a scarf yeah. in my bag I yeah. feel odd she's not feeling odd yeah. at all about yeah. it so it's quite nice but I think the actual clothing is very important, important. because yeah. When they do, I mean, I think I probably clocked on later on in life with my daughter. I was like, well, hold on, you're actually older now and yeah. you probably don't need to be wearing leggings and a short top now mm, and you yeah. do need to be dressing a bit more modestly. Yeah, yeah. But I had to then go back to make sure I was doing that yeah, to yeah. then go and say to her, don't dress in a certain way because it wasn't, yeah, I was making yeah. sure that I was being the role model for yeah, her. Um, because at the it, end of the day, like it's it's those stages where you guys can give the most 
information yeah, to us us in that sense in the way that we should um be living yes. the way we should conduct ourselves throughout life because then afterwards like once we go off to university like my parents are able to trust me to go to university yes. because they mm. feel like they've given me enough knowledge so that yes. i will be able to distinguish what's right and what's wrong because yeah. in the end um you know once we're 18 19 20 realistically if that child wants to do something that's that doesn't fit with you they're still just going to do it anyway because at that point they're they're adults so it's up to you guys i guess at this stage to give as much information Mm. and then it's really is up to them and trusting Mm. them because they've clearly you know they've they've done they've given you a groundwork yeah because obviously you came to the decision yourself yeah so they must have been doing something you know Mm. that obviously resonated with you as well Mm. and then obviously you um, based on those sort of uh, building blocks, you've mm-hmm. gone ahead and now made those choices, choices. yourself. Um, and you know, it's it's. I, I sometimes take my little one with me, um, my daughter, uh, when I go hijab shopping, mm. and she now started picking up hijabs for herself yeah. as well. Yeah. And she'll be like, you know, she'll just we'll we'll go out and she'll put it on herself mm. yeah. sometimes. And then you know, I won't make a big deal of it. Mm. I never make it, but I do make a deal of consciously saying to, her, oh, that looks really nice yes, on you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Positivity, just giving her that yeah. sort of. Um, that confidence yes. that it's okay to wear because that's what a lot of yeah. people lack they feel like they don't look good in the yes. hijab or things yeah. like that but at the end of the day you know that's I feel like it's just a lot of unnecessary uh, type of lack of self-confidence yes. in yourself yeah. when you first put it on because yeah. mm. I remember when I used to like especially towards the latter years when I became more steadfast in wearing the hijab the biggest yeah. sort of thing as a female wearing it is that I I perhaps that I don't look good yeah but then again you know I just sort of think to myself really I don't really care what about what other people Mm. think I think that's the biggest obstacle it's though like other people around you yeah not even just your inner circle Mm. the wider public Mm. and how they may view you in the streets or how you may seem that type of thing because those are people have so many misconceptions you put on a headscarf yeah and then you know and it's really weird I've actually been in places where um I started talking and people have been like oh and I'm you like, have well, a voice. Why, why, are you, why are you reacting in that way? You yeah. know, because people obviously have so many different misconceptions, and we yeah. have misconceptions of others as well. I'm yeah. not saying it's just a one-way one thing, way thing yeah. but I'm saying, you know, it's that's I think the biggest obstacle, mm. and people need mm. to get in that mind frame of really it doesn't matter what other people think and it's not just to do with the hijab it's to do with life in general you don't need to worry about the wider public Public, you should live how you wish to live live, yes thank you that's excellent advice there (laughs) i think it's very important and i I like the way you pitched it to us mums out there that you know coming from um a teenager that's grown up and now hit adulthood mashallah so you know you are um offering your advice as to how you have encompassed your journey and how how it was beneficial so that's good i mean um the one question i've i'm eager to ask is um do you think modesty only applies to women mm, i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> well it no, doesn't it yeah. applies to men as well course, uh, especially yeah. in islam it also applies to men and yes. i think it links back to what i was saying about modesty being a mindset that's definitely the thing that is applies to all and you know if you have a modest mindset as a man you will also be modest in the way you dress Mm. it all sort of follows in yeah i think it's unfair to say that it's just for women because it's just not true yeah yes definitely and i think uh, um you know there's there's always going to be boundaries Mm. um and you know you should always just be conscious of those boundaries as well Mm. whether you're female or male Mm. you know it's literally a case of obviously um if you, if it's a male and you know mm. you're praying and you know obviously you've still got to be conscious of the fact that you've got to be covered yes is what it comes down to yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know even i think is it up to the um mid calf yeah yes. that you should be covered so mm. you know it's not literally a case of just female and male yeah. um it mm. is for everyone modesty yes. as well so yes. yeah and it's and it's played um so i mean before we round up our discussion i just wanted to i mean uh lamise has given us lovely advice there to um mums and uh listeners out there about how how to approach the hijab um so you know um Sadif, would you like to say anything to our listeners just before we um start rounding up the show i can't believe how quick <laughs> the hour goes. 
go. So we've got a few bits to get through just well, before the end. So. I mean, there is some top tips that I can give for mm. summer because it can still be quite difficult. I think yes. we're quite lucky in the sense that we have got a lot more options than yeah. there used to be out there. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sense that the high street is becoming more conscious of the fact that there mm. is such a massive Muslim market there yes. that they have to cater for us as well. Yeah. Now, um, still in summer, I do yeah. struggle. Yes. <laughs> um, so there's things that you can always do is like, you know, if you feel that, um, you know, you want to be a little bit more modest with your outfit, you mm-hmm. can maybe put a jacket on. Mm-hmm. Um, blazers are really, really comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you, if you're if um, you slightly older and a little bit more mature and you want to wear like a linen jacket, mm-hmm. um, that's always quite a nice option. Mm-hmm. Or a l- last year, baseball jackets were really, really popular. Wow, okay. And they were so good <laughs> yeah. because, you know, they were so modest as well. And I absolutely loved them. This year, denim jackets um, okay. are... Yeah. And you get the long line denim jackets as well, which are absolutely great for covering up a little bit more mm-hmm. and still feeling a little bit trendy is what mm-hmm. it comes down to. Um, coordinates are really in this summer as well. So basically mm-hmm. matching top and bottom sets, culottes. Okay. Yeah, culottes, culottes are, are absolutely free. amazing, yeah. aren't they? They're just yeah. great. You can wear long, go for slightly longer line tops mm-hmm. and then you can go ahead and obviously wear the wide leg mm-hmm. uh, parallel trousers. They're mm-hmm. really, really in. And also kimonos are absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. for summer as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, you, you can go ahead and you can still enjoy summer. Mm-hmm. You can enjoy being outdoors and you yes. can still be comfortable as well. Yes. Um, where if you're wearing like slightly more loose fitting clothes, yeah, there is, is still options there. And I yeah. think um, that's what my neighbour was arguing about. Sorry to interrupt there. No worries. It's the loose clothing that yeah. makes you feel clo- uh, cooler. Yeah. You're not going to yeah. get any cooler by wearing well, less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just exposing yourself to the sun. Yes. You're just going to burn more. Yeah. The heat's going to get you more. It's the linen, it's the cotton, yes. it's the breezy clothes that will yeah. actually give you that um, more that kind of sense of um, coolness exactly. <laughs> in so many ways. Yes. <laughs> but I think, uh, you know, it's literally a case of maybe even opting for slightly lighter colours. Mm. That generally helps in summer as well Uh, yeah exactly so there's loads of ways that you can still look good and go ahead and obviously um be conscious of the sun as well very conscious of the sun with regards to obviously the sort of times that you are going out and hats are amazing as well they're very hijab friendly yeah i know i've seen a few people wear the hats with the hijab and i think my son stopped me at the school run because it was sports day that day so a lot of the parents had them on yeah and he said mom you should do that so i was like okay (laughs) (laughs) there is some great stuff on the um supermarkets and uh out at the moment you don't have to spend a lot as well is what it comes down to uh so it's literally it's great for obviously protecting yourself from the sun as well so that's brilliant so, thank yeah. you so much Sadaf, and thank you both ladies for um, coming to the show and sharing your views on the discussion um, I am just going to reinforce the competition we had um, the tickets are going for the charity event next Saturday which is a camp uh, charity all proceeds will be going to charity um, just text in with your name and email address to the studio on 0779 we also have people People Power Passion, 100 years since Peace Day riots at Luton Town Centre on the 19th of July from 12 to 11pm. It is a free event. Um, My uh, inspirational quote just to finish off with, (laughs) beauty without modesty is like a conversation without honesty. Asalaamu Alaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at InspireFM Luton.